Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 40 for the week of January 27th, 2019. believe we made it to 40 episodes I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually kind of proud of I, I didn't think uh, I honestly didn't know if I was going to last this long but you know it's it's pretty awesome going 40 episodes and 10 more until, I'm f- until we hit 50 which is kind of insane to me but uh, yeah it's super exciting so thank you everyone for, for being here for this long but uh, yeah I hope everyone had a great week and a great weekend it's the, the, it's the last weekend in January already I can't believe that it's Wow, this month has gone by really fast. Um, I actually had a great weekend. I actually went to New York City. It's I actually live right outside, about like 45 minutes, and uh, I was able to visit the Mickey, the True Original Exhibition uh, this weekend, which actually celebrates 90 years of Mickey Mouse. So it's like an art exhibit uh, exhibit um, that's set up in Chelsea, in uh, oh yeah, over in New York City. So I went there uh, with my wife, my friend, and his girlfriend, who's a uh, it was her birthday. So we went and celebrated a birthday by going to dinner and then going to the the exhibition so it was actually a lot of fun so i'm going to talk uh, a bit about that on next week's episode and uh i think i i kind of have a prize pack that uh, i'm going to be giving away some stuff that i picked up over at the gift shop um while I was there. So yeah, I want to give some stuff away, but that's going to happen next week. So uh, I just want to kind of get prepared for that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about my, my trip over there next week, uh, because we have a lot in store for today's episode. So I don't want to uh, make this show any longer than it already is. It's going to be a long one today. So I hope you guys are ready. Um, so now on today's show, we're going to be discussing some quick news items. Uh, there was a new Zootopia theme expansion that was announced. The Riviera Resort is now accepting guest reservations uh, and some more news topics as well. But then the biggest thing I'm going to be having is a. It's, I'm going to be having about a 45-minute conversation with some friends who are DVC members. Um, so pretty much the whole thing is going to be all about the Disney Vacation Club, and it's going to be like a big information session. Pretty much like everything you need to know about the the Disney Vacation Club so but yeah so it's going to be a long episode today so why don't we just uh why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Access Press podcast
a Zootopia-themed land was announced as the second major expansion at Shanghai Disneyland since it had opened in 2016. And it, of course, is based on Disney's hit animated movie. Uh, and it actually will be the park's eighth themed land and will be the first ever Zootopia-themed land at any Disney park. Uh, guests will be able to visit the metropolis of Zootopia that will feature a new major attraction and it will be blending Disney storytelling as well as state-of-the-art technology to bring the main characters of life, which of course include Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. There will be entertainment, merchandise, and food and beverage offerings um, that will guests will be able to fully immerse themselves into the uh, Academy Award-winning animated movie. Now, Zootopia actually had huge box office numbers, which made it China's number one animated feature film in history. It had crossed about $236 million, which is like huge for that country. Um, and from what I understand, Zootopia, Zootopia actually made much more of a cultural impact in China than it did in America. Um, I mean, I at least, I don't really know anyone who really talks about this movie. I mean, I really liked it. I think it's great, but... Uh, it's, it's not as big as like a Frozen or Moana or Coco. I mean, I like those movies a lot more. But uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, construction is supposed to start later this year. Uh, and when more details become available, I'll be sure to update you. But yeah, they didn't really say too much. Um, I, I don't think anyone is really expecting this at all for this to be announced. I'm surprised this isn't like a D23 announcement. But um I guess they just decide to throw it in. So I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, I'm super excited for this. Uh, I know this is in Shanghai Disneyland and uh, it'll be tough for us, for most people to get there. But uh, hey, maybe one day uh, we'll be able to venture out and uh, go see Zootopia. Disney's Riviera Resort is actually now accepting guest reservations for stays beginning in December of 2019. Uh, this is an all-new resort that is coming to the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida and will be the 15th Disney Vacation Club property uh, That's and it will be based on the European Rivieras. Uh, so here's a quote from Terry Schultz, who is a senior vice president and general manager of the Disney Vacation Club. Disney's Riviera Resort is inspired by Walt and Lillian Disney's travels throughout Europe and the Mediterranean coastline from France to Italy. Walt fell in love with European art, architecture, food, and stories, and his extended tours of the region continue to influence Disney storytelling and theming. We look forward to wel welcoming our members and guests later this year to this new resort inspired by Europe and imagined by Disney." End quote. Um, so there, so the Disney Parks blog that came out this week uh, had a really long description, and I felt like instead of me trying to rewrite it as my own, I'm just going to kind of read it from what the Disney Parks said because they, they, they're, they're going to do a lot better at describing it than I would. So, uh, so what the article said, Disney's Riviera Resort brings the elegance of a modern European retreat blended with a touch of old world glamour, old world glamour and Disney charm to the Disney Vacation Club portfolio and Walt Disney World Resort. 
With an elegant early 20th century de uh, design, Disney's Riviera Resort will welcome guests with a palm tree lined boulevard and a striking facade featuring grand archways, porticos, cascading water features, towers, and terraces. And the grand oval lobby that will provide stunning, review, uh, stunning views of the resort lawn and lakefront, guests will encounter a mix of modern and classic furnishings. Throughout the resort and inside the, the accommodations, a unique art collection will celebrate beloved Disney characters and icons with one-of-a-kind pieces influenced by the works of master artists who also found inspiration along the European Riviera. This eclectic mix of art will blend Disney artistry and European storytelling with a nod to the Riviera's region-renowned art heritage. So um, now I'm not quoting from the Disney Parks blog anymore. So this uh, this new deluxe DVC resort will actually be offering 300 vacation homes that will include deluxe studios, uh, one to two bedroom villas, and grand villas that um, uh, sleep up to 12 guests each. So these grand villas are huge. But uh, so DVC offers a wide range of accommodations like like I just listed and there's actually uh it will be an all an all new room category called Tower Studios uh, and that's going to be able that will be able to sleep two guests um each uh Tower Studio will include a private balcony with scenic views and seating for two uh that will have that will be more of like an intimate setting for the for the two of you um these studios are actually much smaller than the deluxe studios um, so the queen bed is actually like a pull down and it will, it will replace the soda, uh, it's the soda, the sofa and the ottomans that are just sitting in the room. So when you're not, when you're ready to go to bed, you just kind of pull the bed down. So the deluxe studios will sleep up to five people. Uh, they will have, uh, kitchenettes and then the one to two bedroom and grand villas will feature large, fully equipped kitchens with a dining space open to the living area. Uh, villas will also include an ensuite luxury bathroom, including a freestanding soaking tub and walk-in shower, as well as a private porch or balcony and a laundry room with a washer and dryer. So pretty much the same as um, all the other DVC resorts like the one to two bedroom and the grand villas. And then there's going to be a new signature table service restaurant, which we talked about in the past, and that's going to be sitting on top of the Riviera Resort. Uh, it's called Topolino's Terrace. Uh, Topolini's Terrace, sorry, called, uh, uh, it's even the longer name, sorry, it is Topolini's Terrace Flavors of the Riviera, long name we got there. So Topolino uh, is, or Topolini is actually the Italian name for Mickey Mouse, and uh, this will feature authentic and authentic French and Italian dishes, as well as spectacular views of both of the nighttime shows at Epcot or Hollywood Studios. And there's also a Disney character breakfast that is inspired by the Riviera to kind of start the things off in the morning. So that'll be nice to, to go up there. I don't know if there's a character breakfast experience that has a view like that in the morning. Because I don't think, uh, yeah, the California Grill doesn't do that. But hey, that's kind of cool that uh, they'll have that option. Um, and then another dining location will include Le Petit Cafe, which will be uh, making fresh brewed coffee by day and then turning into a wine bar by night. Uh, there's also a new quick service location called Primo Piatto, which has style, which was styled about, uh, styled 
by uh, dining venues found along the Riviera promenades. It also happens to be located next to the feature pool. Uh, and don't worry guys, there is a pool bar called Bar Riva where guests can relax as they uh, just enjoy the poolside views and they can have a drink. Um, and then guests will also have access to the new gondola system, the Disney Skyliner. There is a hub uh, located at the resort, so it'll give you easier access to other resorts as well as Hollywood Studios and Epcot. And then, so Disney is pretty much, well, they're going to announce a, a grand opening date later uh, uh, at a later time. Uh, but as they're also going to be announcing the start of Disney Vacation Club sales. Sales, yeah, and when the date for Disney Vacation Club members can actually begin booking the resort with vacation points. Um, so don't worry if you're a DVC member and you want to book this hotel, they're actually going to be, um, there's going to be exclusive protected memory member inventory for them to book. So, uh, but yeah, so this is open to guests right now if they want to book it. Uh, I definitely want to stay here in the future. I mean, this place sounds right up my alley when it comes to style and decor. Um, plus having access to the gondola. I mean, I think that's a really big plus. But uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, reservations are now open for booking. But if you're a DVC member, you're just, uh, sorry to say, you have to wait a little bit longer. But I'll be sure to let you know when uh, booking will open. So in more resort news, reservations are now open for Toledo, Tapas, Steak, and Seafood, uh, and that's going to be sitting on top of the Grand Destino Tower over at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, the restaurant will offer, offer a menu featuring dishes and small place, plates that are inspired by the flavors of Spain. And uh, oh, if you didn't know, uh, guests will be able to enjoy Tapas, Steak, and Seafood as well as desserts. Um, sorry, I just, I don't really understand why they needed to include all of that in their name. I don't know why they just couldn't call it Toledo. Um, I don't know why it's Toledo, Tapas, Steak, and Seafood. I mean, I think that's a bit much. Um, so from now on, you're only going to hear me to refer it as Toledo, and I probably won't say it in its entire name because I think it's just a, a little bit ridiculous that it's just not named Toledo. But anyways... But yeah, they're going to have a mix of small plates and soups. Uh, there's also going to be house boards with cured meats on it, uh, artisanal cheeses. Um, so there's, yeah, a lot of a lot of meats and cheeses that you can get. And then there's going to be larger appetizers uh, that you'll be able to have. Um, and then for entrees, they have like a wine braised chicken, a hanger steak. Uh, and there's also a ribeye for two, which is actually an aged uh, 32 ounce Spanish uh, chuletan. And that's for two. Um, and then the restaurant will serve 100% sustainable seafood with options such as scallops with hummus. There'll be golden tile fish. Um, and there's also a, a plant-based take on the seafood platter with mushroom scallops, calamari, and ceviche. Um, and there's also going to be a lot of desserts and most of the names are hard to pronounce and you guys probably wouldn't understand me anyway, so I'm, I'm not going to repeat them. Uh, and there's even a plant-based dessert option on the menu as well, if you want that. Um, and then the beverage menu, uh, there will be pl uh, plenty of Spanish and California wines from over 75 um, hand-selected uh, 
wines from uh, their master sommelier. Um, and then other drinks will include uh, handcrafted uh, cocktails as well as beers and ciders from Spanish and American craft breweries. There will be non-alcoholic cocktails as well as Spanish coffees, brandies, and dessert wines. So uh, if you want to check out the Disney blog article, they had a lot of um, pictures of like the, the foods that are going to go there. It all looks really good. I, I was going to name the foods, but it's just there's a lot, and I'm, I feel like I'm just going to butcher the names because a lot of them are... Are, a lot of them are in Spanish, and I don't. I, I feel like I'll just do a terrible job at uh, pronouncing them. So, but yeah, if you want, reservations are now open for Toledo, uh, and bookings are starting in July. So that's uh, yeah, that's when the Grand Destino Tower opens over at the Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. So, if you wanna, if you're interested in that, reservations are now open. So we're going to move on over to the Disneyland Resort for a bit. So the Disneyland will be celebrating 60 years of Sleeping Beauty. The uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle is undergoing refurbishment through the spring in preparation for uh, this summer's opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, The refurbishment is actually part of what they're calling Project Stardust. Uh, and a number, it's, it's pretty much a number of enhancements are coming to the Disneyland Resort, specifically the Disneyland Park. Um, the enhancements will range from overall beautification of the theme park to maximizing guest comfort and access. Uh, a number of efforts are already underway or completed. So for example, like on Main Street USA, uh, curbs are being enhanced with slow inclines to help improve access when guests first enter. Uh, there's going to be new brickwork that adds storytelling to the iconic thoroughfare. Um, and there's also going to be a horse-drawn streetcar track uh, that was that will be replaced in its entirety. Uh, then in, in Fantasyland, there will be there's reconfigured guest queues for Matterhorn bobsleds. It's a small world, and the uh, Dumbo, the flying elephant. So yeah, there will be improved guest acts and comfort in those queues. They also put in the new tropical hideaway in Adventureland. Um, which brings guests to a brand new area that was previously underutilized. Um, so throughout Disneyland Park, there's going to be locations of planters and outdoor vendor carts that are being adjusted to make room for additional walking space and new and more efficient stroller areas as well. Uh, and there's also going to be more seating in the Disneyland Park than ever before when Project Stardust is complete. Uh, so if you're visiting Disneyland within the next six, month, uh, six months, just so you know, there's going to be some major refurbishments as you walk down main street usa like the the castle right now is all kind of blocked off by um by uh what's the not not scaffolding pretty much by like kind of walls like i think like these purple walls are just blocking it so um so unfortunately yeah, if you're going to disneyland for the first time it's uh, it might not be as a magical view as you would hope but uh but yeah within the next six months it will be complete but yeah, so uh, Project Stardust is currently underway, and uh, yeah, will we'll be complete later this year. All 
right, so now we're going to head over next door to Disneyland's California Adventure Park, where on Monday, February 11th, uh, it will be Anaheim Ducks Day at the park. Uh, the popular NHL team will be taking over Hollywoodland at Disney's California, uh, California Adventure Park with meet and greets, uh, hockey-themed activities, photo opportunities, and more. Um, so some of the the days of events there will be the fan headquarters where you can check out uh, Like a huge selection of Anaheim Ducks memorabilia from the past 25 years which includes like jerseys sticks helmets uh, And then there you can test out your hockey skills there and there will be air air hockey and table hockey um, And then the the mascot will be there for greetings and photo opportunities as well uh, and then there's, there will be a cavalcade, uh, so you'll if, just pick your spot along Hollywood Boulevard or Buena Vista Street, and you'll be able to see uh, some of the uh, your favorite Anaheim, Anaheim Ducks players in a cavalcade. And then there will also be meet and greets with the players, uh, and then there will be plenty of uh, merchandise that you can pick up throughout the day, apparel, baseball caps, a limited edition prints, coins, pins, hockey pucks. Uh, but yeah, so merchandise is limited and uh, will only be available while supplies last. Um, and then, yeah, there's going to be some other stuff. They have what they're saying is Anaheim Ducks Through the Years, which will be in the Sunset uh, Showcase Theater. So you'll be able to relive moments for the past 25 years of Ducks hockey. Um, and the film feature includes the 2003 run to the Stanley Cup Final and the 2007 Stanley Cup Championship. So there's a lot going on there. And then, of course, there's going to be specialty treats that you can get. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, so that's about it. So, yeah, if you're if you a big um, Anaheim Ducks fan, you'll be able to do that on February 11th. Alright, so the last news story of the day before we get to the uh, DVC portion of the show. Uh, so Maleficent is back over at the Festival of Fantasy Parade over in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, so she actually had to go on a hiatus after she uh, bursted into flames in, the, in May of 2018. Uh, well, it wasn't that bad, but she, she did catch fire during one of the parades and uh, she had to be, get work done on her. Um, and if you don't know, Maleficent is the big, big dragon that's in the parade. She, it's like the main feature of the parade, and she spits out fire, and it's it's really cool. So not only did she get fixed, but she also got a, a, bit, of a bit of an update on her look. Um, but it's still kept with the steampunk style feel, uh, and there was also new face safety features. So hopefully there won't be another incident. So starting last week, she's officially back in the parade, um, and I have yet to see that parade, but uh, maybe on my next trip I'll have to take it out. Um, but with her return, or check it out, I mean, but uh, but with her return, uh, there's also more to come along. Uh, theme to Maleficent, there is a lime soft serve in a block waffle cone topped with purple sugar and chocolate horns, and this was actually like a really big hit uh, during the Halloween season. Uh, and it is back only for a limited time, so make sure you guys can get your hands on that. Uh, there's also merchandise that guests can pick up, uh, which include t-shirts to earrings, jewelry, and even Malefic Maleficent socks, uh, which and all of that is available at Sir Mickey's and the Emporium at the Magic Kingdom Park. 
Uh, and then Disney ears featuring her iconic horns can be found at uh, shops like uh, La Chapeau at Disney uh, Magic Kingdom and Celebrity 5 and 10 at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, and there's also uh, pins, ornaments, and uh, other things of Maleficent. But yeah, Maleficent, we definitely missed you, and uh, we're just glad you're back because I know you're a big part of the Festival of Fantasy Parade, and uh, yeah, your 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 absence was uh, was definitely missed. But uh, but yeah, just uh, just glad you're back. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the news today. Uh, so yeah, so now, so last week uh, I talked a bit about the DVC program and or the Disney Vacation Club, and uh, I, I had kind of put it out there to see if anyone was interested about learning more about the DVC uh, and what it takes to become a member. Um, so I kind of did a, a good amount of research this past week, and I mean I'm definitely not an expert. But, um, but yeah, I kind of put together like an information session to, to kind of teach you guys all about it, or at least give you the basics to get you started. Um, and I thought it would be good to, to get some, some friends in on the conversation. So I had uh, my, my friends Lorne and Vinny, who actually just became Disney Vacation Club members recently. I had them on the show to kind of, to kind of help me walk through the, the process and get firsthand experience of what it, what it is to take, what it, or what it takes to become a Disney Vacation Club member and all the thought process that goes through it so so yeah so we we had about like a 45 minute conversation so uh if you guys uh if you guys are ready but we can listen so um but yeah so sit tight and uh enjoy this conversation that we had with Vinny and lauren about the disney vacation club So today we are sitting down with DVC members Vinny and Lauren. How are you guys doing today? Good. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for for chatting with me. Um, this was kind of like a last minute things thing, but you guys seem very enthusiastic about it. So thank you very much. Of course. Yeah. So Lauren and I, we were actually neighbors. We've I think we've pretty much known each other our entire lives, right? Yeah. I was born in the house across the street from you <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much that's right yeah you lived across the street and then you moved down the street yep. um it's it's weird i i always have this like one this one like memory of you um it's it, it's disney based and i remember you were telling me this is very young you were like going on a disney trip and you're like yeah we're going to dixie landings and yes. That name kind of like dates itself because I don't know what year that was, but um, old Port Orleans, correct? That's the old name for Port Orleans Riverside. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it was a very old name, but I it's just one of those like weird memories that just always stick out That's in my mind. <laughs> Do you remember what year that might have been? Oh God, 
Um, I've been so many times, I don't even know what trip that was. I was probably maybe 10. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it was a yeah, long, long time ago. But anyways, but uh, but yeah, so today we are here to talk about um, the DVC program, which is the Disney Vacation Club. Last week, I had done a brief uh, news report about th- some changes that were coming to the resale market for DVC, which we'll, we'll touch base on today. Um, and some of you actually reached out wanting to know a bit more about how the DVC program works. So yeah, we're, I'm just going to be doing like a, a brief overview of how the, the DVC program is going to work. And I thought it would be a good idea to actually invite some some DVC members on the show because they, they know a lot more than me. So I asked Vinny and Lauren because you guys became DVC members, uh, what, how long ago was this now? Uh, 15 months, back in October of 2017. Yeah. Okay, all right. And that was the same month you guys got married, right? It yep. was actually, we did it on our honeymoon. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's really awesome. <laughs> you guys, you got, wait, you didn't, okay, so you didn't get married in Disney. You just got, we went on your honeymoon in Disney. Right. So we actually got engaged in Disney um, at Cinderella's Royal Table. Right. I did the engagement uh, package that they have there. And oh, then we really? went back for our honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. How does, how does that engagement package work? So I'm sidetracking uh, real quick. No, it's fine. It's a, it's essentially through, um, dining through disney dining um you call and they give you they give you the reservation and they you know you kind of pay the package ahead of time or um you put like the credit card on file and stuff so like at the end you're essentially not paying anything the only thing they ask you to do is like the tip um but it's cool because what they do is that you know you, you pick your appetizer and your entree and then for dessert they bring over a platter and they open up the platter and it's a glass slipper uh, that's on like a bed of roses and then that's when i got down on one knee and there was a photo pass person and lauren had no idea what i was doing and um i asked her to marry me there in cinderella's royal table and uh, i was because the table next to us the little girl went <gasps> she was like so surprised, <laughs> surprised. oh that's she, amazing I did. oh that's so cool was that at the beginning of your trip so you were able to celebrate the whole time it was the first day nice yeah, yeah I think that's the way to go from what I've heard. So, Oh, nice. man. Because other than that, I would have just been <laughs> right It would have been torturous for you. Yes. But... Nice. Cool. So, I mean, well, it seems like you guys love Disney. Lauren, I knew you grew up to going to Disney, but Vinny, did you grow up going to Disney as well? Um, I was one of four, so it was really hard doing road tri- uh, like, you know, trips like that. Uh, my first Disney experience that I remember was my sister played a basketball tournament down at Disney at the Wide World of Sports, and um, we did like all four parks in a day. So she was nine at the time, so it was, I was seven. And I remember certain parts, like um, I definitely remember like Animal Kingdom and things like that. But um, you know, from there, I think we went like a couple years later where I was nine, and I remember some more from that trip. Um, but then I didn't go back until Lauren and I started going out. So, but like I was always enthralled with Disney, like all that stuff just to me was fantastic because I was always a kid at heart. So, you know, Disney encompasses that. Yeah, you know? I, think the, I think by the time he, like we started going together because he came with my family um, on one of our trips and it was like 10 years or more since he had gone with his family. So yeah. it was like a whole new experience for him as an adult and all of the changes that Disney had made 
over 10 years. Oh yeah, that's yeah, it's definitely a big change. I mean, that's what happened with me. It it was like nine years for me where I went as like, I think like a high schooler. And then I went as, a, as an adult with, with my girlfriend, well now wife. Um, that's, yeah, so that's what we did. Um, awesome. But so Lauren, I know, I knew you grew up with it. Did you, how often did you go when you were a kid? Um, so we went every year for a period when I was young. Um, and then there was probably a period of like five or six years where we didn't go. Um, I want to say probably between like ages, maybe 13 to 18. Um, and then after that, I think we've been every year since, if not multiple times a year since then. Just about. Just about. Yeah, I'm so jealous because you guys, you and your sister and your family, you always go way more than me. And I'm always just so jealous. <laughs> yeah, And it, it makes me, I, I can't say angry. It makes me happy that you guys are going, but it makes me just super <laughs> jealous on the inside. But, uh, a little leg up too, though, because my grandparents owned some condos down in Fort Myers. Okay. So when we were little, we used to go there for uh, gotcha. a period of time, and then if it was two weeks or so, and we would go to Disney for like five days in between. Oh, uh, so gotcha. We had okay. A bit of a of a cheat there. Oh, nice, cool. All right, well, that's uh, I, yeah. I always love hearing what like people's backgrounds are in Disney, so it's it's nice that you guys are able to share that. Um, but I know people want to know about the Disney Vacation Club, so let's uh, let's kind of start going into that. Um, but first, if you guys don't know what the Disney the Disney Vacation Club is, it's, it's sort of it's like a t- it's it's a timeshare, but it 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 allows you to stay at the Disney destinations, which include Walt Disney World, uh, Disney Alani, that's over in Hawaii, and a few more resorts. Um, and if if you become a member, you're pretty much locking uh, your future accommodations at today's price. Um, but this is much different from regular timeshares. Most timeshares require you to buy one location and have you use it at like a, during a specific week out of the year. Uh, but the Disney Vacation Club is a points points based system where you can use your points at any time of the year at all D, uh, DVC locations. Um, so is that correct? That's pretty. You, you guys would would uh, yeah. stay, okay. No, you nailed it. Perfect. Sweet. I'm on a roll. So um, I'm just, these guys are the experts. They know way more than me, but I'm just kind of giving a brief rundown. Um, So from, from what I see right for the cost of points. So right now, as of recording um, January, this is the recording on January 21st, 2019, each point is valued at $188. So if you buy a hundred points, it's going to call you, cost you 18,000. $800 $800 plus some other costs like closing costs um, and you can pay it all up front or or you can finance it which requires a hundred to not hundred percent down ten uh, percent down um, and then there's also annual dues that you have to pay for each uh, each year as well and those dues can range in price depending on like operating costs at the resort um, which so you can potentially pay up to like maybe like 800 a year uh it it, the numbers can vary it can vary but that's kind of the number that i saw um and you can you can pay that all in one shot or you can add it uh or you can just do it monthly um how how am i doing does that sound good yeah so the points are depending on your hotel they're priced differently (laughs) excuse me of where your home resort is um and then the maintenance fees are also based upon your hotel so right. each hotel has an amount say maybe six dollars a point um 
so everybody at that hotel pays six dollars a point times however many points they have and that's how they come up with your maintenance fee oh gotcha okay yeah i wasn't sure of that part all right so so you so when it comes to buying points i know that um it, it could vary because you can buy anywhere between i forget what the highest number is but starting at like 100 points so pretty much you have to figure out how many points you want to buy for you and your family like it really depends on some different factors like how long you usually stay or like how many times a year you go um right. like i don't know about you guys but i know if like if you're a couple or if you're only going to go for like a few short trips a year you might buy somewhere between like 100 to 150 points for the year but if you have like a family of four and you're taking longer trips you'll want like over 200 points right. um and then if you want to start at small you can add points on later on if you feel like you need more um and i know I, and i and i know you can buy additional points uh, but you have to buy like a minimum of 50 if you want to finance or 25 if you want to pay up all up front. So so how did you guys decide how many points uh, you were going to buy? So depending on the time of the year that you go is also a big factor, like anywhere else. Yes. Uh, yeah. But for us, Vinny is a teacher. Yeah. So, so for me, my kind of my my time is, you know, you know, really short as far as like when we can go it's also the busiest times of the year so whether right. it be spring break or christmas break yeah. um, different days so for us that was a big factor and the rooms are going to be a couple more points a night than they would be in you know a more quiet season um <coughs> excuse me um so for us i we normally go for about a week at a time yeah. um and i had looked at a couple different points calendars ahead of time before our meeting uh with our gvc rep and kind of determined that I needed about 125 points. Yeah, we looked um, at 125. That's kind of like the number we were sitting at at first, because that kind of gave us enough points for whenever we decided to, I could go, um, or even just like a couple, you know, either one long trip or a couple short trips. The only other problem though is that as we were sitting there and I kept going more and more and realizing, okay, well, I'm probably gonna want to go more times a year or <laughs> I might want to go for longer. So <laughs> To 150 points while we were sitting there um but at least i was knowing that i was gonna have my my lump sum i wasn't gonna have to add on in the future i wasn't gonna have to worry about trying to match you here and making all sure that all of our points matched up yeah and i also locked it in at that price um at that time we had actually been told that the prices were going to be going up in a couple weeks and they went up pretty significantly almost 50 dollars a point yeah so oh, I was wow. more concerned that like I'm gonna try to get this in now and get it all done in one shot if we can afford to do it. Okay, awesome. So uh, I I should have factored this in, but yeah. So you guys said you bought it on your honeymoon. So how? So I'm, I assume that you knew going into this trip that you were gonna be buying it, correct? Right. So we had actually gone um, when my sister graduated college. She didn't want a graduation party. She wanted to go to Disney. So we went as a family to Disney for her graduation. It was like um, uh, uh, like the second weekend. It in was May. in May. It was okay. in May. And we went actually to kind of spur of the moment. They were actually on Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. And right. my mom went over to the DVC stand and started talking to the rep. Um, and he set us up for a meeting with one of their other reps at their center at Saratoga Springs. And so we went there and talked with the rep and got a lot of information. Um, and then we knew at that point that we wanted to do it, 
but we were also buying a house like three days later right. and getting married so, in a couple months. Mm-hmm. So we knew that that wasn't the right time. So timing was bad at that moment, but it was nice to sit with this gentle, with the, the cast member and really kind of get that information. Um, we knew we weren't ready for that, uh, like to buy in at that moment, but it was nice to get the info. He was very knowledgeable. It just wasn't, the, the timing was bad, you know? Yeah, so when we went back for our honeymoon and we knew that we wanted to do it and that now we had finances after the wedding and everything that we needed to be in place, we took it a little bit more seriously, I guess, and really went in and we knew we were going to buy it. It was just a matter of how many points and when. Nice. Okay. That's that's really good to know. So so I guess the process happened pretty quickly when you were at on your honeymoon. It just you went in and then you you knew what you were going for and then it was done on it was like a done deal on that trip. I mean, he still yeah. gave us, you know, the, the cast member still gave us, like, the lowdown, you know, still gave us the information spiel, showed us, yeah. you know, different things, and really kind of showed us, like, some price points and stuff as far as points go. Um, showed us the 125 versus the 150. Um, showed us kind of, like, what else you can get with your points because it's through RCI. So with it, if you don't want to stay at a Disney thing, at a Disney resort, you could use them for resor- uh, RCI um hotels and other locations worldwide really yeah part yeah i was gonna i was gonna definitely touch on that so so now this kind of this kind of leads me now into like my next section of is is like is how you choose your home resort so when buying points you have to select your home resort and when you buy into a home resort what's what's great is you get the book 11 months in advance which really comes in handy if you're trying to get those like hard to get rooms which especially for you guys since you go on like peak times of year so you're going to want like first dibs um at those certain resorts um and what i noticed on disney's website is that they they really try and push a few options for like perspective. Uh, uh, I can't talk. Per, uh, prospective DVC members. Um, so like as of recording the show, uh, they're showing the Copper Creek Villas and Alani over in Hawaii, which I don't think are the most ideal home resorts for people who want to frequent uh, Walt Disney World. Um, but from what I understand is that you can buy into all resorts through the Disney. Uh, site or through the resale market which we'll talk about a bit later um so when you guys were choosing your home resort did something similar this happen to you similar like this happened to you where they were trying to push a couple of resorts on you and how did you end up coming to choose your home home resort so yeah so we had the option of polynesian copper creek or aulani um and for me I actually really wanted Beach Club as our home resort because I love the Beach Club and the boardwalk in that whole area. <laughs> but the cast member was good because he explained to us that if you're going to Beach Club, you're losing out on the contract. Yeah, so each each resort has a contract of 50 years. But that 50 years does not start when you buy it. So if we bought in 2017, that's not when our 50 years started. It started when Beach Club opened, which was 20 years prior. So he explained to us that you may be paying slightly less per point, but you're actually losing out on 20 years of your contract. So we, for me, I really want, I've always wanted to say it's Polynesian. So I wanted the Polynesian. I wanted the location, having it be right on the monorail loop. We also just so happened to be sitting at the Polynesian when we went through this. (laughs) May have purposely planned that, but, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so I wanted the location and I also wanted a place where I could feel like I was going on vacation if we were going and not doing the parks. 
I still wanted to feel like I was kind of away without being, you know, having to go to an island and going through customs and all of that. Right. So I was really keen on the Polynesian. The Polynesian at the time that we bought was also nearing the end of its um, availability for DVC contracts. So that was a big factor. And I was like, this is what I want. I'm going here and I want my points all in one lump sum. Yeah, I think you guys got in at at like a really good time because the Polynesian is, I think, I I believe like them or the Grand Floridian is like the hardest resort to get into. Like it's pretty tough to get into it. I did not not realize that at the time. Yeah. At the time, the the cast member was just like, oh, there's a few left of Polynesian if you want them. And we were like, yes, can we, uh, let's move this along here, pal. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think the Polynesian is great because it's definitely, I, I mean, I personally haven't stayed there. I've been there before, but um, it's one of the best themed resorts. And I mean, you're on the monorail loop. You're right near Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's kind of it's hard to complain about that. Um, but that's great that you were able to do that. Um, but so, yeah, the contracts is something I was a little confused on. Um, so, because I know... So most resorts have different con- uh, contract end dates, and right. and from what I understand, the the end date is actually when that resort will no longer be part of the club, which means its members will will no longer be able to use it anymore. Like for example, the Old Key West Resort was like the first DVC resort, and mm-hmm. its opening date was December twentieth, nineteen ninety one. And then the original contract end date was January 31st, 2042. Right. Uh, 2042, I think that's what I said, yeah. But then it was extended to 2057. So I assume Disney will will keep extending the contracts. So can you guys, so I know that was a lot to take in, but can you guys like shed some light on like how the contract contracts works? Because I was a little confused when doing my research. So this is something actually that I was really confused on as well because I didn't realize that there was an end date. I was just always told, oh, it's a 50 year contract. And I'm thinking, okay, great. When I buy that's, it. Sorry, that's exactly years. what I thought too. I thought it was just like, oh, you get it for 50 years. So, right. Exactly. That's okay. what I had thought. And that's when we sat down with our DVC rep the, uh, the second time on our honeymoon and had our like final meeting that he explained if I wanted Beach Club and I was, the end date is, is that's it. So if we went to the Polynesian, I could still stay at the beach club, but I would have another 20 years on my contract. So basically we have, we bought in 2017, the Polynesian opened as a DVC resort in 2016. Correct. So all of the contracts for that resort expire in 2066. So because we bought in 2017, our rep was actually really nice and said, you know, okay, we're going to pretend like we had this conversation last year and you're going to still have 49 years left on your contract from 2017 to 2066, but I'm actually going to give you last year's points so you can still use them and you'll get the full 50 years out of your contract. And oh, he that's, missed. that's dope. Yeah, he that's really awesome. Points yeah. For us. yeah. He, he hooked us up. The, he the, the first up. year we actually had double points, which was great. Wow. Uh, that's really but from cool. what I understand, that's something that they can kind of do if it's a resort that's in still sort of the infancy of its contracts. If right. it had gone to another resort, we would not have been able to do that. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that Old Key West, you know, if you're booking through Old Key West, that's probably not something that happens. Right. 
Yeah, interesting. Okay, so that that definitely makes more sense now. So, but I mean, do you, I mean what? So what happens when the contract ends? Like you guys, I know you're not paying any. Like you guys won't be paying at all anymore. But like, what happens to the resorts? Does Disney is Disney just extending those contracts? From what I understand, yeah, um, Disney is just kind of extending the contracts. But like our contract would be up. So like, as far as as far as I understand, the option to extend on Disney's behalf is always there. Mm -hmm. But I think because even Old Key West is not, it's halfway through its contract, it's not gonna be something that we really know probably for another couple years to see what happens with Old Key West. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. All right, so I think I've, I think I've, it all makes sense now, so okay. I'm glad you're able to clear a little bit up on that. Um, so, the next, the next kind of topic I was going to go into is like actually booking, like how it goes in the booking. But is there anything about the process? Um, so, yeah, before we get into now your DVC members, was there anything that you want to share about like the process of like purchasing the points of any tips that you might want to give people about it? Um, I think definitely we were really lucky I think in having two meetings because the first meeting we got a lot of our basic information that we needed. Um, and I was able to come up with a lot of different questions and do some research in the interim by the time we went back for our honeymoon. And the questions that I did have are things that I weren't clear on or that I felt like maybe the cast member, cast member the first time could have explained better. I was able to ask to the second rep and it kind of reassured me that what the first member or what the first representative had said was really kind of true and enforced that so that I understood. Um, the other thing I would recommend is definitely going on and trying to figure out how many points you need for the times that you go right. every year. Because when I said to the representative the second time, I figured out I need about 125 points. And he looked at me and was like, how in the world did you figure that out? Because you're right, but I want to know how you got there. <laughs> so that was really helpful just for me to go in and kind of know financially to what number I was looking around and where I could go with my finances. Um, and I would say ask, ask all the questions, you know, because these guys, this is literally what they do. They're there for you to help you out. You know, regardless of how long it takes, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're probably missing a fast pass or two, but at the end, you're probably doing something that's good, you'll have for the next 50 years. Most of the representatives from our experience, too, for DVC are actually DVC members themselves. Right. So our representative was able to speak from personal experience. His home was also the Polynesian, and he had a family with two young kids, and he was able to talk to us about how he works it and what he likes to do and... and how it's worked for his family, which even though he's a representative, you know, trying to convince you to buy into this club, you can also see that he's a real person and his side of it and the memories that he's made with his family that he'll never forget. Yeah, like, you know, he he said like, you know, he booked, he banked points from the year prior and kind of used two years worth of points to get um, a view at Grant. Uh, a theme park view at the Grand Floridian to see the fireworks and he was like that's something I'll never forget like seeing the look on his kids faces as they were like standing on the balcony oh that's really yeah. nice so like for that we like looked at each other we're like alright let's go <laughs> give us the papers we'll sign <laughs> awesome cool so alright yeah so I'm, I'm, I know I'm definitely going to ask a bit more uh, what other tips you might offer but 
So for now, um, we'll kind of talk about like booking a resort. Um, but first, I kind of want to list off all the 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 Disney Vacation Club resorts uh, that are out there and are, that you can possibly buy into. Um, so we have the Bay Lake Tower over at the Disney's Contemporary Resort. There are the Boulder Ridge Villas at the Wilderness Lodge. There are also the Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at the Wilderness Lodge. And then you have the Animal Kingdom Villas. Uh, there's two separate ones. There's Jumbo House and Kadani Village. There's the Beach Club Villas, the Boardwalk Villas, uh, Old Key West, the Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, which you guys have, uh, Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, the Villas at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, and then the new one that's coming out this year, which I'm sure people are going to want to buy into, are the Riviera Resort. Yep. Um, yep. So then those are the ones that are at Walt Disney World. Um, so then the other ones are the villas at the Grand California Resor Grand Californian Resort and Spa over in Disneyland. You have Olani in Hawaii. And then there's the Hilton Head Island Resort in South Carolina. And then the, the Vero Beach Resort in Florida. Um, so my, my father-in-law, he's a DVC member, and his is actually over at the Vero Beach Resort. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so now that you're a DVC member and you want to start booking like your next Disney vacation, um, like, like we've already said before, you can book 11 months in advance at your home resort, or if you want to stay at another resort, you can book seven months in advance. Um, so you can book at any DVC, any DVC, uh, sorry, any DVC resort and most resorts, uh, most of these resorts have deluxe studios, one bedroom villas two bedroom villas and a grand villa which uh can be like two floors and then have three bedrooms um so for you guys how how have you used your points when it comes to booking so we normally stay in a studio right. um it's just the two of us a lot of times well actually i think all of our trips except our engagement trip have, have, have my been. sister and my mom usually yeah. come um or we've also had Vinny's family come with us um, but we normally do get a studio because we spend most of our time outside of the room. Right. We're either in the parks or at Disney Springs or just around hotel hopping. Um, we tend to go usually for our anniversary, which is in October, which is also food and wine. Food and wine. Um, so we use our 11th month privileges at the Poly usually for that so that we're guaranteed a room. Um, and then we are actually going again in two weeks, um, which I've done the last two years. And we stay usually at a, a different resort, but one that costs less points. Um, as far as booking, the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian are the most expensive as far as points per night. Um, so each hotel has a different uh, gauge on how many points per night it is to stay at that resort, depending, of course, on the timing, if it's peak season or if it's more off season. Right. Um, and it also depends on the size of the room. So Deluxe Studio is usually the least amount of points all the way up through Grand Villa, um, which is the most amount of points. Yeah, that's actually some really great information, um, which I should have had my notes and for some reason I didn't. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so each resort, uh, depending on per night, could be more points. Um, so like, for example, like usually like Saratoga Springs or like Old Key West are like the last ones to get booked up. Um, yeah. they're definitely like the least popular. I mean, I actually stayed at Old Key West last year and I love that resort. Have you ever stayed there before? Too. I haven't. I actually went, I actually went two weeks ago as well. Um, and <laughs> checked it out with my mom. Um, we 
were it was really crowded in the parks and so we wanted just some time out of the parks and away from all the chaos mm -hmm. uh, and we went and we had lunch at olivia's which was great yeah olivia's uh, is fantastic yeah it was so good and then we just kind of walked around and explored it um as an option for us to go when we want to go and do a non-park trip but yeah. it was beautiful yeah well i think what was what i loved about it the most was that it actually felt like you were going home at the end of the day. Like it had this, like this kind of community feel where you come home from the parks and you're literally going back to your place and just like hanging out. Um, whereas like, I know if you're staying at the villas at like the, the Polynesian or whatever, it, you're still surrounded by like other adults and kids and stuff like that. Yeah, you still feel uh, like yeah. you're kind of going back to your, your regular old, Disney. Old Key resort. West is more of almost like a condo feel. Yeah. Um, Whereas the Polynesian and most of the other hotels, it's still a hotel. You're in, you know, a hotel room as opposed to going back to like your own little apartment. Yeah, I mean, and that's how it was made uh, back in the back in the '90s because Disney didn't think that the v Disney Vacation Club was going to be anything big, so they made it like the Oki West was called the Disney Vacation Club Resort. Like that's what it originally was called, um, but then Disney everyone wanted to get into this. They're like, Oh, we need to make more of these. Um, so yeah, but that's why they did it. They made it, they made it feel like they were going back home. Um, but yeah, Oki West is great. So, um, uh, we got to <laughs> say that again. It's on my list of uh, places. I, I, I said to Lauren, when we booked, I was like, all right, now we have a list of all the places we want to stay at. Yeah. I mean, what's great is it's the least amount of points. So, It'll give you guys like an extra trip out of your year if you really want to go. It's actually how we end up usually going in like January or February because we go to a lesser point yeah. resort and we're able to get a whole other trip out of it, right. which is great. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah, it's all it all depends on on what you want to do and how you want to do your vacation because, like you said, you you want to go on a trip where you don't have to go to the parks. And what's great is Disney has made it now where you don't have to go to the parks for your trip. So cool. So, um, that kind of leads into, um, do you have to buy directly from Disney? And the answer is no, you don't. And that's kind of what we were talking about on last week's show is that there's a, there's a whole resale market that you can buy from, um, but I don't want to go into the, um, the, like the whole of how the resale market works, because that's just like a whole nother beast that we just don't have time for. Oh, yeah, um, that's episode. yeah. So I don't, I'm not going to go into it. Um, but, I, but like I, I, on last week's show in episode 36, I reported that beginning this past week on January 19th, anybody who purchases a resale contract of one of the 14 original Disney vacation club resorts will be limited to staying at that resort. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, if I buy into Bay Lake Tower on the resale market, I can only use my points to stay at that resort. I wouldn't be able to use my points at any of the other resorts on the Walt Disney World property. Um, so, I mean, you could probably save yourself like a good chunk of money on the resale market, but... I want to be. Yeah. I would want to be flexible of like where I would want to stay. So, did you guys ever think about going to the resale market at all? So I did when I was still like completely attached to the beach club villas for my DVC contract. Um, I looked really only at resale, but as I did some more research, I realized that some of those things that over time Disney has slowly taken away more and more of the privileges of 
resale contracts. Um, and so for us, I really wanted the flexibility of being able to stay at some of the other hotels, whether it be the Grand Californian when we go to Disneyland or Aulani in Hawaii, or even they have um, what's called Adventures by Disney, and you can go to Europe and all over the world, but you cannot use those privileges if you have bought resale um, within the last couple of years. So I was afraid of kind of having those privileges revoked and I wanted to keep that flexibility, um, which is most of the reason why we ended up going direct through Disney. And you kind of get that peace of mind buying straight from Disney. Exactly, know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I'm, I would be with you guys 110% of buying through Disney and pretty much that's what you have to do now because, I mean, they really stripped away like the last big thing. Right, they forced the issue. Yeah. Pretty really much. Have. I mean, yeah. to be able to stay at, at the other resorts is really a huge bonus for us that we get to see a lot more of Disney World that we've never seen before. Right. Um, yeah. And while we love our home resort and we usually tend to stay at the same places all the time, it's nice to be able to have the option as opposed to being forced into that same resort. Yeah. And, and like you were saying before is part of the RCI program is that you can stay there. They have a huge list of resorts where you could stay at around the world and use your points. Um, it's, it's done through a different website. Um, it's not done through Disney vacation club exactly, but it's kind of like an external website. I, that's at least that's what I've, I kind of noticed. It's actually, yeah. yeah, it's actually linked through when you sign into the Disney vacation club website. Um, there's actually an option that says book through RCI and it takes you to an external website. Yeah, they bring you, you know, they kind of transfer you over to that site to book through there. Yeah. Actually, I, maybe you guys can answer this question because in my research, I couldn't find it. And I like I my father-in-law is nice enough and he I, I, I can log into his account using uh, using his for the Disney Vacation Club. So it's kind of going around and I see that you can use points for just like regular resorts. So say if you want to stay at Port Orleans. You can use your points for it, but I couldn't figure out how to actually book those points. I even went to the RCI website and mm -hmm. tr tried to do it from there, but I didn't see it. Do you Do you guys know how that's done? From what I understand, um, actually, my uncle is also a DVC member that he bought in the 90s. Um, and so they actually did it a couple years ago for my sister and, and my cousins, where my aunt actually had to call DVC um, and speak to somebody. And so you pay per point. It's usually more points per night than it is to stay at one of the deluxe right. resorts. Oh, no uh, kidding. Really? And you actually have to pay a fee as well. I think it's a $95 fee. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's like 95 or 90 bucks. To convert your points to be able to stay at those resorts. Oh, so, so that was confusing. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost like... It actually costs you more to stay at a, like moderate or a value resort than it would at a deluxe resort oh see and if you wanted to stay at the port orleans it's almost like they don't it's almost like no why would you do that if you have all these other options oh because it made it seem like on their website that it cost 16 points per night at like mm -hmm. port orleans so i'm like oh that's actually like a really low amount of points so i could just use my points for that okay um, right Okay, gotcha. All right, so that makes sense. So pretty much, to be clear, is you're actually paying per point, correct? Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. So we have less than five minutes. Um, we actually went on a bit longer than I wanted to, but we're Sorry. yeah, we're doing all right. Um, so the last couple more things I want to mention is that if if you people want, you can actually sell 
Um, you're a DBC, uh, but you will need the help of like a licensed real estate company, um, that one that specializes in timeshares, and that's kind of where your points will go up on the resale market. Um, so it's 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 probably tougher now to like sell your points, especially with this new rule that just had been established last week. Um, but yeah, I know you're you can sell your points, um, and then. Disney has like first dibs on it to mm -hmm. buy the contract back. Yeah, so that oh, that's right. That's what I did read too. That Disney can buy the contract back if they want to. Yeah, um, they put right of first refusal. That if you're going to sell it, they have the first first dibs essentially. Yeah. If they want it, if they have a buyer for it, they'll take it back. And when you, you're pretty much out, and you got to start all over again, back to square one. If they exercise that right. Do you know if there's like a wait list for people? If like say uh, someone's waiting for a Bay Lake Tower, they can go on like a wait list to see if anything opens up through Disney. Yep. So you can actually contact your DVC rep um, and tell them, say, for example, I want 100 points at Bay Lake, and there's only a certain number of contracts that can be sold for each resort. So once they're sold out and their initial phase is through Disney, that's the maximum amount. And now you have to wait for one to become available on the resale market, um, and that's when they take that waiting list and if somebody goes to sell their 100 point Bay Lake contract, they're going to say, oh, no, we have a buyer. We're going to take that contract back. Gotcha. And then okay. sell it to the member that was waiting. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, cool. So I'm, I assume you guys aren't selling anytime soon. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, nope. So quickly, the, the last two things, um, you actually get a lot of perks um, as a DVC member where you can get uh, discounts at certain restaurants at Disney property. Um, you get discounts at all Disney-owned merchandise locations and more. And you also get access to special events that Disney puts on. Like sometimes they do like after-hour events. Mm -hmm. So, the, yeah, you get a lot of perks like that. So um, I assume you guys exercise all of those perks. Uh, the discount at the, at the stores we use uh, and, you know, for meals as well. Um we haven't been able to attend the Moonlight Magics yet because they always <laughs> line up to be like the day we go home. Uh, yeah. there's, so there's, they're, they're kind of poorly timed on yeah. our just to be selfish. But, um, you know, eventually the plan is to be there for one of them. Actually, when we go in two weeks, the day, I think it's the next day, like we leave a Tuesday. It's that, actually the night that we leave is Moonlight oh, Magic. And the same thing in October. Oh, perfect. <laughs> But they also have um, what's called Top of the World Lounge at the top of Bay Lake Tower, which is like a restaurant lounge um, for DVC only. And it's it's really pretty cool. It's all glass. Um, and so you can go up there and have dinner or just have drinks and watch the fireworks. And they actually pipe in the music and they dim the right. lights and you can watch Happily Ever After right from there. Um, and then there's a big viewing deck outside too. Right. And then you have the lounge in Epcot as well. Uh -huh. that's, yeah. that you know you have the refreshments and like light snacks it's like popcorn or like a bag of pretzels or something like that but it's a good place to kind of just chill you know and just recharge the batteries for a second and some people use it to literally recharge batteries yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah i actually went up to the because on my bachelor party a few years ago we stayed at the bay lake tower and we went up to the top of the world lounge and we were there at like 11 o'clock at night there was no one there. We had we literally had the lounge to ourselves. It was like the greatest thing ever. 
Wow. Uh, see, yeah. like every time we've been, there's been like people on top of people on top of people. Yeah, we no, usually go there was early. No one. Like when they open, they they're only open from six to midnight. So we go usually around six, and we grab a table, and then we kind of sit and camp. Yeah. Until okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure it's super crowded for the fireworks, but we, yeah, we went there later, uh, so it was like 11 o'clock we went there, and there was, there was no one, but, um, awesome. but, so, the, yeah, the last thing, um, so, are, are there any, like, cons that you can think of, like, are there any negative things about it, so, like, w- one slight negative is that, like, you don't get usually ha- your usual housekeeping uh, so like, it's not like people come and make your bed and everything every day. It's like, it's like you're at home. You have to clean up after yourself. You have to wash the dishes. Yep. You have to make your own yep. bed. You have to conserve your towels, but I mean, they could always bring you more towels, but like, if you stay for like a week, they'll, they'll come and take the trash out and change towels like once. So that's, it's not too bad. You just have to get used to it. But is there, are there any bigger like negatives that you guys can think of, um, about this? Um, I think right now the one thing that a lot of members are feeling is because now DVC has really kind of taken off and become, I think, more than Disney ever expected it to become from the get-go. Um, there's so many DVC members that a lot of times people are having trouble finding availability if they yeah. want to go. Um, so you really have to book like far in advance, at least a couple months. Um, and which they're trying to alleviate now with the opening of the Riviera Resort. There's also, um, I think it was called Reflections, which is the new one that they're building on the side of River Country. Yeah, Reflections. uh, So that's going to also help. And I mean, they're, they're constantly, it's Disney. They're constantly revamping and constantly going to be opening new places. (laughs) I mean, I'd say... Honestly, for us, the only negative is like we have to decide. Like, okay, are we staying at Poly? Good. Okay, because tomorrow opens up the eleven, you know, the eleven month window, and I kind of booking it then. Or like, all right, do we want to wait for, you know, old QS? Okay, well then we'll wait. You know, yeah. once a seven month well, window. From, from what I, well, from what I read online is, if so, say so, say you want to do an old Key West trip, uh, you guys can actually book your trip at poly at the 11 months so you kind of like hold the reservation and then if you yes. can try to switch it to old key west correct yes so booking opens at 8 a.m um officially and usually at 8 a.m there's a whole lot of switching going on right for if you know that you want a certain resort um say you know beach club or boardwalk or one of the more popular resorts that's when people really start to switch um the only the other thing too is you have to be persistent you might not get it immediately but But people are always changing and it changes throughout the day availability you can wait list resorts um so if somebody had your your reservation that you really want and they cancel and you're first in on the wait list you can slide right into that position and you'll get an email and say hey guess what now you're staying at the resort that you wanted to Right. Um, which so is with, nice. the, with the wait list, can you have something booked and then put your and then be on a wait list? So for example, when we go in two weeks, we're actually staying at the Beach Club, um, which I originally we were booked at the Polynesian, and I wanted to stay at the Beach Club. We stayed there last year and, and loved it. So I went on at eight o'clock, and we were actually in Disney the day that our seven months yes. opened. And I was so upset because I couldn't get the beach club that morning and I waitlisted it. And I want to say within maybe a week, I got an email saying, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? Your beach club reservation came through and you can set 
your preferences so that it will actually like drop your poly reservation. So it canceled our poly and booked our beach club all in the same transaction. Oh, that's great. That's really good to know. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, we went way over time, but this has been, you guys have been so great. Like this has been awesome. So to end it, um, are there any last tips or like anything else you want to say that maybe we haven't haven't been brought up about DVC? Was there any last kind of final notes that you guys want to give out? Um, I mean, it's a big it's a big commitment, but it's something that like for us, we had gone, I think every year for the last probably nine years, yeah. um, and so we knew that this is a place that we wanted to keep going back to, but it was also an investment into our future and our future family for us that when we have kids down the line and say, okay, we want to go to Disney and we want them to experience this. Right. It's a place where I really grew up going and I grew up with my family and it's something that you'll never forget. So it's kind of, even though it seems like it might be a lot or, or a huge commitment, it's really an investment into yourself and to your family and, and to the way that you want to make memories in the future. Um, and vacation at a place that for us never gets old ever. And then I'd say the other part is that they re everybody in the DVC community really is like family, you know, everybody kind of, they just all, you know, are all there. Like if you see someone else with a, like a member shirt, you're like, Hey, DVC, like us too, you know? So <laughs> it is like a nice big community. And, you know, I think they call it kind of the neighborhood, the neighborhood. <laughs> so it really is like you're seeing a neighbor. So it, to us, it's been, you know, money well spent. Well, that's great. I mean, that's, that's such, that's so good to hear. And it really makes me want to become a DVC member. I think it'd be hard convincing my wife. Um, uh, the, I mean, the good thing is, yeah, my father-in-law, he, he lets us use his points. Um, but it's, it's something like, it makes me want to be a member and hopefully I will in the future, but it's, I'm so happy for you guys that you were able to live out your dreams and you become DVC members. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I mean, yeah, no problem at all. I mean, it's. I think this is this has actually been really eye opening to me because I've always wanted to learn about DVC and how it all works. Um, and you guys answered a lot of my questions. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, thank our you. pleasure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll take care. And hope you guys have a great night. All right. hope you guys enjoyed that conversation uh vinnie lauren thank you so much for coming on the show you guys were like a huge help i couldn't have done this without you 
Uh, you guys answered a lot of the questions I had, uh, a lot of my concerns that like I just stuff I didn't know about. But you guys were you guys were awesome, uh, and uh, hopefully I can get you guys on the show once again uh, sometime in the future. But yeah, anyways, guys, I hope that that information session about the Disney Vacation Club was helpful to you. I mean, I learned a lot, and now I, uh, it, God, it it really makes me want to become like a DVC member of my own. Um, I would love to be able to just have points and then kind of come and go to the parks as I want. Uh, I mean, I've been finding, it's cool. I've been finding like pretty cheap flights the past, like in the next few months. And it's like, oh, I wish I, wish I could just go down at any time and just, uh, just stay there. So anyways, but yeah, so guys, thank you again for coming on the show. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for tuning in this week. I know this was like a, a super long episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. If you guys are not subscribing to the podcast yet, uh, please do so. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or pretty much however you listen to podcasts. Uh, the easiest way to find us is over at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, you can find everything there. We have our all of our episodes are posted. Um, and then... If you want, you can find us on social media. You can find us at uh, Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or if you want, you can shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And like I said on last week's show, if you guys, uh, I really want to make listener to questions more a part of the show. So if you have any questions, uh, just shoot them, shoot them on over to me. Um, so then this week we have actually part two. Oh, actually, no, that's uh, that's not this week. That's actually two weeks. Uh, but this uh, so next week or this upcoming week on interview with a cast member, uh, I'm sitting down with another awesome uh, person who was a cast member. Her name is April. So I'm very excited to have her on the show this week. So be tuned to look out for that. And if uh, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be interviewed on the show, uh, please send me, sh- shoot me an email, contact me through my website at excesspresspodcast.com, and I'd love to get you on the show. Um, and the last thing I could do, if you guys can like rate and review the show, uh, that'd be amazing. Just uh, let us know what you think. Uh, it would really help us out and uh, kind of gain more exposure to the podcast. So... But all right, guys, I don't want to hold this up any longer. I know you've been with us for a long time today, and I really appreciate it. But uh, but yeah, so thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.